0: You are listening to the Citrep Podcast, your source for everything related to historical wargaming. Whether you are looking for the latest wargaming news, reviews, painting tutorials, or playthroughs, you will hear about it right here. So grab your favorite beverage or brush and let's hit it.
1: Hello everybody, this is Bill, and we are back from our break. And everybody's at the round table, getting ready to rock and roll. And let us say hello, starting there in sunny Florida, is Big Jim Ariskany, our historical editor. Sir, how are you, sir?
2: Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, Yeah, it's good to be back.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And our projects director over there in the western burbs of the Chicago land, Mr. Martin Schaefer.
0: Oh, hey! Good morning. Helps if I take the mute button off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I'm oh, well. Wow. Good. That's a nice, nice little break. Good to be back. Looking forward to hanging out and chatting it up.
1: Excellent. And of course, our computer mastermind, the guy who's trying to take over the world one PC at a time, Mr. Chris Wimmer. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing good. How, how's everyone doing?
1: Excellent. All right, I hope you guys are rested, refreshed, and ready to rock and roll. Um, a lot to talk about. And I think, do we want to do a hobby roundtable, or do we just want to hit it? Um,
2: um, I'll go ahead and do a quick hobby roundtable. All right, because, sir. I mean, I mean anyone who's, who's been watching our channel knows that we've had two uh, pretty good sessions yeah. uh, in the last uh, two Sundays. Um, We didn't completely go on break. We did keep the pilot light lit, so to speak. Um, We did our Special Forces and Laotian Montagnard uh, Insurgents game uh, two Sundays ago. Hope everybody enjoyed that. And then we also worked on our Halloween special, which was uh, a refreshing change of pace. Um, Not the kind of thing we're probably going to do normally, but, you know, it was fun to do something special, you know, once in a while. So we had our Special Forces um, sort of clear a haunted bunker kind of a thing. Uh, especially since our normal Sunday just happened to fall directly on Halloween. We had to do something creepy and scary and spooky, so that was a little bit of fun.
0: And if you haven't seen it, uh, go go watch it. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yes, it was very
1: well received in uh, the gaming community, so um, I enjoyed it. Um, Very reminiscent of some alien type, you know, or what was that game that everybody plays in the GW world? Uh, Space Hulk or whatever oh, uh, it is. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, yeah. It was like basically
2: that. a dungeon crawl. We used it, rub skirmish to uh, pretty, pretty much. We switched out insurgents um, for um, like Cthulhu, esque um, oh, and monsters, things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay. Uh, yeah, very awesome games. So, and anything else there,
2: Sir Jim? In related news. Stalingrad Valorant Victory playtesting is finally complete. Excellent. 49 games of Valorant Victory back-to-back. I never thought I could get tired of Valorant Victory. I don't know if I completely reached it, but um, the, the horizon was in sight. So we'll be doing something else for a couple of weeks before we come back to Valorant Victory. But um, that that whole package is finally submitted to the publisher, and you know we'll see what happens. Very cool. We do have some dates that I have from like behind the curtain on when that's coming up, but they haven't been officially released yet. But it's that uh, that release is coming. um, It is coming early next year. Yeah, he'd tell
0: you, but he'd have to kill you.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I just thought, (laughs) yeah, I I know when they're going to make the announcement. So it's, it's, it's on its way.
1: Awesome. So look forward to that. Yeah, most definitely. Big news, big news. Uh just as a quick reminder before we get too deep into things, uh we do have our own website now. It's com. You got to have the the in there. Otherwise it'll take you to somebody else's podcast or web page and we don't want to lead you guys astray. You want to go to the original, the real deal. So make sure you put in the. So com. And there you will find blog pages and all our episodes are listed there. Um, We're going to talk about some feedback we've gotten from um, people, uh, either through Discord or Facebook or whatever in the show. But uh, that is our central location for everything that is and will be the SitRub Podcast. And make sure you like, subscribe, share all of our uh, programs on YouTube, Facebook, Discord, uh, Twitch. You know, help us grow our community. Alright, that's enough of the PSA. Let's get back to the show. So, Marty or Chris, do you guys have anything? I think you're still trying to build a laser to go to the center so, core of the earth or something like that.
0: Uh I was gonna say I'll go I'll go first so we can save Chris's news uh uh for uh the end here. Okay. Um yeah, so uh a change of pace from uh doing a modern stuff. Uh I painted up uh the starter kit from uh, my uh, what you call it? My uh, Guild Ball game. Now I know that Steam Forge no longer supports Guild Ball, but it looks like a cool game, so I want to play it. And I got it. I got a brand new copy, used through my local game store. I don't know, a month and a half ago. Like I got the book and the, the uh, starter set for eighteen bucks. So why not? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I painted those dudes up. Uh, and, uh, I just need to throw a coat of varnish on them and then wrangle one of my kids into the, in the plane with me. I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, going through my, uh, my, my little collection of sprues and such, such I actually came across, I have two or three sprues of Robotech old school sprues. I'm like, Oh, I put those together. So I am, you know, so I'm working, working on those have, I'm still assembling them. They're kind of fiddly and they don't come with instructions. So I had to thankfully, uh, you know, a quick uh, interweb search and a little Google foo, and bam instructions for assembly. So they're, they're going together and looking forward to doing that. And uh, I've
3: been,
0: (laughs) you know, every, every time I go somewhere, I'm like, Hey, could I use that to build something? So uh, I've uh, been adding to my, pile of uh terrain building uh supplies here and uh i think uh i'm you know i I talked in the past about doing an afghanistan board uh using the scenario uh of uh a friend of mine's experience there and I think we've worked out a plan for it so uh we should be able to uh uh do it in 15 mil, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big space. I, you know, I've been trying to work the scale out and whatnot because no, the area is too big for 28 mil. So uh, initially, I went to 20 mil, and I'm like, that board's still going to be a 12 by 12. I can't do that. So uh, I think I think we'll be able to get most everything in a 15 mil board. So I'm kind of working with him a little bit on uh, designing that uh, still. Okie so, dokie.
3: Yeah, that's what
1: I've done. Okie dokie. So then another public service announcement. Marty's retarded. Uh, he what? likes to ramble on. He, he's you know yeah, he's got the true. he's got the Irish tongue. Um, he likes to ramble on. So we understand that this is a historical wargaming channel, but he likes to talk about everything that's wargaming. So just bear with him. You
3: said
0: hobby. You said hobby related. Uh, we're so it was a historical wargaming I
1: mean, channel.
0: I, I know, but every now and then you need a little little change of pace because I paint a lot of green and brown shit. <laughs>
1: So paint some just Napoleons. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Napoleon, holy cow!
1: Let's get into that one right now. So you know how I have all those big, big boxes of uh, American Civil War in that uh, unique uh, Warlord scale for epic battles? Yeah, they just came out with Napoleonic's in the same right. scale. Well,
0: scratch that up and use
1: then. Sorry, but I I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't help myself.
0: No, no. But, so, you know, we'll, we'll tell us a little bit
1: about it then. So, yeah, if you guys have been following along on this channel, you know, I backed the – this is going to get me to my other thing, but uh, I backed the pre-order bundle for Warlord Games, Epic Battles, American Civil War set. You got a ton of stuff, right, in this – they call it 12 millimeter. Um, I don't know if it's really 12 millimeter. It's closer to 15 in my opinion, but that's just me. Anyway, I still got a lot of crap to paint and put together. Let's be honest, you know, yeah,
0: like, yeah, like 3000 pieces
1: a, a lot, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I, I face some serious hobby burnout. I, I just have had no desire to do hobbying. It's I've literally had to force myself to do things, um, just because, you know, life gets in the way and there's all these things going on and you know, what used to be my, uh, cathartic moments and what I could do to download and get away turned more into god I just got to do this it's more of a you know a task a job and, and it wasn't enjoyable anymore so i you know uh, that's when i had to call the break because um, i needed to recenter myself but anyway so damn warlord doesn't even give me a full year to work on the civil war guys not even a full bloody year and they're already coming out with napoleonics in the same scale and they had a pre-order bundle that's like $800. And I don't even remember what's in this bundle. I'm going to pull it up while we're talking. But I clicked on it to see, you know, the availability, what's in it. And it said it was already unavailable. And I'm like, what the bleeping, and bleeping. Bleepin'. Right? So I know you use strong language there.
0: I, I, I thought you were going to say that uh, when you clicked on the link, it said, Welcome back, Bill. We've scheduled your order for delivery on.
1: That would be cool if it just, <laughs> hey, you're in our special club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, didn't,
0: yeah. Uh, didn't John talk about that at Little Wars a little bit? He alluded to that?
1: Yeah, he did. So it was coming? Yeah, he did. I just didn't know it was coming that damn fast. Do you know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah.
3: So it says unavailable. Was that because uh, Don uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> She She beat you to it. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Da 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 Yeah. Anyway, so you get this amazing bundle, and of course, I'm trying to do this on my phone while we're speaking. Epic battles, and every- would you? Everybody wants to. Bloody hell. Okay. Epic battles. Waterloo did. All right, I can accept all the damn cookies. God, bless America. Now go back. All right, I'm having a moment, guys. Nothing wants to work right. Nothing at all. Who is this at all you speak of? Epic Battles. Anyway, so you guys who are not into American Civil War and prefer your European conflicts, uh, you can get Epic Battles Waterloo Campaign. And, well, all they have a pre-order bundle is 280 but I saw one that was like $800, and they had two starter sets of everything. It was like literally two of everything. And I'm like, holy crap. Because if anybody's ever played Napoleonics, you can never, ever, 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 ever have enough of anything. How many guys were at Waterloo, Jim?
2: Um, Waterloo was actually one of the smaller ones, uh, was about, uh, depending on how much you count the Prussians, anywhere between 150,000 and almost a quarter of a million. And that that was a smaller uh,
1: bundle or battle.
2: Yeah. One of the, yeah. Leipzig was good. God coming up on past 400,000.
0: Holy crap. Um,
2: was probably the largest single battle. You had other ones like Borodino, Auschwitz. Yeah, there there are some big ones out there. Uh, Waterloo was was certainly large. It wasn't the largest in the Napoleonic, not by a long shot.
1: That's crazy. So anyway, I mean,
2: honestly, I think Leipzig had four armies at it, but yeah, it was it was a huge, huge fight. Um, that's the one that actually defeated Napoleon. Uh, some people call it Waterloo. Eh. Leipzig well, was the one that really kind of destroyed the idea of the French empire and kind of ended those wars. Um, they captured Napoleon or I should say he abdicated. They sent him off into exile. He came back and that's what starts the hundred days. He makes a bid to sort of restart things uh-huh. and that gets shut down at Waterloo. So, yeah, Waterloo is probably Napoleon's final personal defeat, but as far as the destruction of the French Empire, um, that's probably Leipzig. Waterloo is what shuts down the idea that he could start it up again. I guess is the more accurate way to put it. That's crazy.
1: So I accidentally just pre- pressed pre-order for an $800 thing. Um, oops. So, yes. So if you're looking to get the epic... Meg All in mega bundle, which includes, guys, uh, a British starter set, two brigades of British infantry, a British light cavalry brigade, pr- British heavy cavalry brigade, French starter set, two French brigades, two uh, a French light brigade, a French heavy cavalry brigade, Le Hay Santé scenery pay, pack, uh, the sand pit and barricade, the Humont scenery pack, the British infantry paint set, the French infantry paint set, Uh, River Scenery Pack, Road Scenery Pack, Apple Trees, uh, Ewert's Eagle, I'm not sure what that is, and La Enfoces Humont Assault. So I'm assuming those are special. So it's like an ungodly amount of people. So, holy crap. Uh, What what was that unit about the eagle? Uh, Let me bring it back up here. It looks like it's some kind of special edition guy. Uh, it's called uh, that,
2: that. Might be the French Eagle. It's kind of like a standard bear or a or a command unit or something like that.
1: Okay, it's the. Uh... Oh, what did I click on the wrong one? Oh, I did. Um, it is yeah. Oh, so I clicked on the wrong one thing. Sorry. Okay, so it is the Enfossier Humont assault. No, that's not the right one. Ewart's Eagle. E. E W A R T
2: yeah. eagle. Oh, right? I, I don't speak French, but I did I know that like a lot of the French standards were eagles. Okay. You know capturing a French eagle, we've all seen the Sharps episode, blah 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 blah. Um but uh yeah, that's that's probably what they're talking about there.
1: Gotcha. So, that is incredible. Uh that's a lot of I know there's already people saying, "Hey, you know the British weren't the only people there." Right? You had the Austrians, the Prussians, I mean, every European country, essentially. It was like mini, what would you call it, Jim? Like mini World War, you know, when Europe was like the center of the universe, you know? Pretty Um, much
2: everybody in. Some people called the Seven Years' War the first true World War, so that goes back even further. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to think. Ugh, there are some people out there that know a hell of a lot more about this than me. I don't know if there were any Austrians at Waterloo. There were definitely Prussians, and even the uh, even the Allied army was made up of all. I mean, it was an Allied army. It wasn't just the British, and um, the uh, French army wasn't just French. Yeah, I do believe their uh, the majority of their cavalry, especially their lancers. I think they were Polish. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on there as far as different options for. Um, factions uniforms nationalities and things like that
1: there you go so marty going back to your thought when you're looking for something more colorful to paint you have the napoleonics and i have a really good reference that shows how to paint all the different uniforms of all the different you know armies and brigades battalions whatever so you know if you're ever looking to do a little bit of color
0: don't 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 we need to do the blue and the gray first? Yeah, like, but it's blue know. and
1: gray. I mean, seriously, and it's twelve mil. So you know, spray it down, give it a little bit of sp- a blocking color, and you know, give it a, a wash, and bada bing, bada boom, you're done and ready to go. I know. I, I I'm going just, to. S- I think. Um, just saying. I know because here, it, this <laughs> is going to lead to the next point, guys. We're changing up our programming a little bit. Wednesday nights is Again? no. No, hold on a minute. Oh, okay. All hold right. on a minute
2: now. All right. All right.
1: So These Wednesday nights coming hard and fast. <laughs> Wednesday nights, we're no longer gonna have regularly scheduled programming. It's just too hard for all of us people who have real jobs, uh, to you know, try and get something out. Especially if we're trying to do it live. You know, if it was pre-recorded and we had it in the can, that's one thing. You know, you can schedule it; it goes. Um, so we're gonna reserve Wednesday nights for special events and members-only programming. Members-only programming, you ask? What is that? Eventually, part of The website will be a members only area and you will be giving special access to, um, you know, members only criteria uh, programs and video things. And so Wednesday nights will be special reserve for our members. Um, So regular programming will continue on Sundays. Now, Jim is no longer going to be doing every Sunday. We are going to set up a calendar, so Jim might offer a program, whether it's live gaming or whatever he has an interest of doing on a certain Sunday. And then the next Sunday, I might do a painting thing or a game review. So, you know, we've had some really good feedback from you guys out there, and I wanted to talk about that, too, because this all ties in to how we're going to run the uh, Sunday programming. And let me bring up Discord because we had some really good feedback on Discord um about Sundays, right Jim? We've had some really good stuff on that. I'm trying to remember, was that in uh oh yeah, here it is. Okay, so Void Strider said he'd like to give his two pennies worth. Uh unfortunately, he can't dedicate as much time as he would like to watching the live streams and he had some other thoughts. Um doing game and rule set spotlights. Easy enough to do. Uh I I've been, you know, wanting to do these more Um, It's something we can do within – the plan is to go between 30 minutes to an hour max as far as game spotlights and rule spotlights. As part of, like, a rule spotlight format, we would look at a rule and do, like, a simulated action. So, like, okay, this is how this attacks. We would simulate it, you know, with some minis or whatever. Uh, Attending large group wargaming events and giving coverage. We did that. We did our dry run at Little Wars in April. We plan on doing more. Again, COVID is really – freaking everything up, um, you know, and because of the schedule changes, it's hard to plan around because, like, Salute, is it's today, right, Jim? Is today Salute?
2: Um, I don't really keep up with convention, okay. but uh, to my knowledge, I think Historicon is yes,
1: also, it, like, around the corner. Okay, so, yeah, we have Historicon, <laughs> we have, and we have Salute, and I know we really would like to attend Historicon, obviously not this year because they change it to the fall, and, you know, you kind of need some planning, but, you know, it also depends on availability of the team members. Remember, this is not a full-time job, so if we go to these, we either have to take some vacation time or, you know, try and get in and out on the weekend that it's running. Um, you know, local ones, it's easier to do because we can pop in and pop out. You know, like a definitely Adepticon, I think we'll, we'll cover a Saturday of Adepticon. I don't think we're going to do the whole show um, because, you know, histor- it's a lot of other venues and genres outside of historical But we do want to cover at least like a Saturday or something. We'll see. Um, I definitely would like to do Historicon next year, um, and I definitely would love to do some of the smaller stuff. So we'll we'll keep that on the radar. If you guys out there have uh, suggestions for conventions, go to our website, and there's a contact us form. You can put in there your suggestions. Um, Establish a wargaming community around the SITREP name. And in parentheses, he says, not giving up the channel... Initial group, but opening up to others post content under you. We are uh, allowing that. Uh, you can actually send us an email or we'll figure out how we, you can have access to like posting things, but we'll probably have to have you do it through like a an email submission just so we can make sure it meets terms and all that stuff so we don't have any liability issues or legal issues. So, uh, I was going
2: to say, weren't we already doing
1: that? Yeah, I thought we were, but, you know, maybe they're looking like all a more right. formalized thing. But, you know, it is maybe people just weren't aware of that again, so putting it out there. You guys can submit uh, pictures. You know, our Discord channel is alive with projects and stuff. Um, but, you know, we would like to cross that over to our uh, webpage as well. You know, because not everybody uses Discord. Um, you know, some people just looking for us on the web would, you know, would come across our web page before Discord. So uh, we want to have that out there because I have an idea. I'm waiting for the collective gasp. No? Okay. Moving on. So um, starting in the new year, in January, um, we're probably going to have like a painting hobby competition each month. Where you can submit something and people will, you know, give it thumbs up and all that. And the one who gains the most thumbs up within that month. So, like, if you submit in January, we vote on it in February. And if you are the winner, we will send you one of the brand new sit rep mugs as a uh, award winner. We'll make a special mug that says hobby winner, painter, I don't know. We'll come up with something on the mug. So, um, we'll send you out a mug so you can have one of those. Um... So, yeah, I mean, those are some of the ideas. We've had several people reach out asking about Jim's uh, roles and, uh, you know, how he creates, you know, his his um, counters and, you know, where he gets his values in that, you know, and that's a lot of work. And I believe, Jim, that leads us to um, segwaying segueing uh, about a little live stream you're doing, I think. Is that
2: still the um, plan? Yeah, so we don't have a uh, opponent for tomorrow. Like I said, we're giving the whole um... – whole weekend wargaming thing, a bit of a rest. Uh, So to cover tomorrow's uh, time slot, uh, we're going to look into how, um, we're going to answer some of these questions from the community. Uh, We've had people in Discord, people in email, BoardGameGeek, where we also have a small presence uh, on tabletop, our Discord, I think I already said that, and a a lot also on YouTube, um, how we actually set up these virtual games, how they're actually done. And uh, as Bill was talking about, we've had some questions on Facebook about how we get to some of the values for our gaming pieces. So we play a lot of Panzer Leader. Panzer Leader was written for World War II. Later on, there was an edition for Arab-Israeli Wars. Nevertheless, we've been rolling out everything from, you know, the Baltics in 2025 to Taiwan to the Gulf War. to all these other conflicts that Panzer-Leader system was never written for, how we come up with these values so and and how we make sure that all of these values are um, reverse compatible uh, with original uh, Panzer-Leader. So if you really got bored and demented one night and wanted to see just how many Tigers um, an M1A1 platoon could really take on, the Panzer-Leader system would support it. Um, There's a fair amount of math in that. And uh, we're gonna go over a little bit of that as well. As well as some other systems too, how we come up with the um, values for uh, Valorant Victory Modern Edition. So Valor and Victory created by Mary Doyle for World War II. Um, uh, we also, of course, then I came along and you know sort of uh, offered my own expansion for it, for Modern Expansion. Okay, so we know what a Wehrmacht infantry squad or rifle squad in 1944 was worth? We know what an SS Grenadier squad was worth. How does that correlate to an IDF squad in 1982 or a U.S. Marine squad in 1968 or a Royal uh, Australian commando platoon in 2007 in Afghanistan? Um, We're not guessing. There is math to it and there is a methodology to it. So uh, people have been asking about it. So we're actually going to go through that at least, you know, quickly. We're not going to, you know, going to have like a seven hour math class because who the hell wants to go to that stream? (laughs) Um, But we're going to go over like some of the basic stuff uh, to address some of these questions from the community.
1: Very cool. I I know a lot of people will be uh, tuning into that um, because that, I mean, that seems to be one of our more common is that people want to know how you arrived at that. And is it available? Um, you know, your different maps and counters and stuff so they can play it. Um, I don't know. Maybe at some point we can put a collection together and, and like a members only access, have those stuff available for people. That's up to Jim. It's his creation. So, you know, Um, we will see on that. So uh,
2: for now, the short answer is join our discord. Yeah. the love of God. <laughs> um, We do have people who have orders in. Um, It's been a very, very bad month for me. I don't, want to get too much into what's been going on in my personal life, but it's been a, it's been a rough month. And honestly, I didn't go on break along with the rest of the team. So I'm actually going to be going on a little bit of a break going forward from here. Yeah. Um, at least for like a week or so, I have some family stuff I have to take care of. Um, but there are some people that are, you know, we, we're we going to be creating stuff uh, for people uh, in discord um, at least at first. So like specific things that people are asking for. So mash me out there if you're listening I haven't forgotten about you I promise you November it's going to be in November we are going to start working on those maps you were asking for so um, yeah and then again uh, Discord has a great file sharing uh, mechanic or um, uh, the capability so for PDFs uh, Counter sets, stuff like that. If you're really interested, um, you got to join the community. You can't just, you know, be like, uh, you know, a, a YouTube commenter who says, "Oh, give me this for free and right. get nothing back." Yeah. You know, join our community. You got to join our Discord. You got to interact with us. Um, we can't do it if you don't ask. And um, yeah, so uh, other than that, yeah, we should be able to accommodate uh, most requests. Uh, I don't think I'll get too many, but if I do, I'll let you guys know. Uh, the time is going to free up a little bit more. Because, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, that Valorant Victory playtesting is finally done.
0: <laughs>
2: um, so I, I feel like the sun is starting to come up a little bit. Uh, Jim's as...
0: celebrating. He has a little end zone dance going there. I'm not kidding, man.
2: That was. Uh, I've been working on Valorant Victory Stalingrad since research started, I think, in May. And uh, it finally finished um, shit, while I was on vacation. I was doing this stuff in a beachside hotel room. Um, we finally wrapped this up, uh, like late October. So it's been the bulk of 2021 has just been sunk into this project. It's been a blast. Uh, the people that I've been working with have been absolutely amazing. They've, I mean, I, I, I ask questions and the publishers back to me like within sometimes like half an hour. Um, it's been, it's been great to work with. Um, yeah, and again, I'm really looking forward to how this how this comes out. Again, it's Valorant Victory for the Eastern Front. So far, the Valorant Victory PC game is only Western Front, and it's only some of the rules. Um, so the Eastern Front, obviously the Russians were, you know, literally 90% of World War II actually happened, is, you know, coming out soon. Um and then what we've created here on the Sit Red podcast is going to be a little bit of the DLC that's hopefully going to be available um, in addition to, to the base game.
3: Right.
2: And that's going to be a 12-scenario pack just about the Battle of Stalingrad. Probably one of the greatest infantry battles as far as wargaming goes that you could come up with. I mean, terrain options, the trenches, tunnels, buildings, ruins, sewers, riverbanks. Um, anything but trees <laughs> there's very little green on some of these maps uh, the, what was left of Stalingrad, it was a sprawling city so it was already kind of gray and concrete and then it was burnt to the ground and then the battle started so yeah, a lot of ruins, a lot of blown up buildings, uh, so it's been a lot of work through most of uh, 2021 um, yeah so hopefully I'll be able to be a little bit more responsive to uh, community requests going forward
1: very cool Looking forward to all of that. Excellent. All right. Marty, is it news time?
0: Well, before we do that, we didn't hit Chris on oh. his news, so we need we need the if nothing else, the laser update.
1: Okay, the laser lasers. Yeah. Alright, I need to get the, the freaking laser uh sound bite. So
0: Yeah, or pew
3: pew. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, um, uh,
3: it's going cool. the laser's going well. Um you had to uh, go back and uh, replace some parts, strengthen up some things uh make some adjustments um right now going through the process of uh putting a, a skin on it to uh help control the um, exhaust and fumes yep uh which are considerable
1: yep uh, very cool
3: but yeah it's, it's working
1: awesome, dr. Abel.
0: Excellent. So soon we'll be able to make our own stuff I mean, with the freaking PCA lasers. We try I was going to say, it. is that going we to be mostly to
2: with
3: the, take to the or, red or, like, what's that
2: going to be used for eventually?
3: You know, yeah. I have one simple request. <laughs> and that is to have yeah, sharks Rickers with freaking laser uh, beams attached to you know, their heads. Uh, now, evidently, my plastic colleague hey, informs me that that
0: can't be done. But you remind me what I pay
3: you people to, for. Uh, honestly, you know, throw uh, me a
0: bone here. I, I think I want to take uh, a shot at C-Bass. trying to design, like my own little MDF building. You know, you kind are. of like uh, you know, I made the, the building for our mutated seabass for the Ukraine game
3: uh, are they? out of
0: foam. Well, could it? Can, you know, can I uh, pull that off? in a uh design program uh such as Artie Works or, or uh LightBurn and then we can make it out of whatever material we want that we can cut on the laser.
3: Yep. Um that uh foam trace for the miniatures?
0: Yep, yep, I've already designed that.
3: Nice. I've designed one
0: one size of those, I mean. But yeah, that that that's a test project that I want to make, uh kind of selfish cuz I need foam trays for my little dudes.
1: So how do you? Like it with the laser.
0: Oh, just so uh, kind of the process on that is the actual foam part uh-huh. uh, that goes around your dudes. Uh-huh. It's just a sheet of foam that you put in there. You tell the laser where to cut, and it it cuts it. It doesn't because it, it burns so fast and hot. It doesn't melt it really. Right. Like uh, it, like it, if you had a, a torch or something or a hot knife.
1: Is it burning uh, through the whole f- piece of foam all the way through? Because, you know, like on some tri- foam trays, it only goes down h- like it, half the depth and, you know. Well, what so, you
2: see with a lot of those is it burns all the way through, or they cut all the way through. I don't know how Marty's doing this, but even the ones that I've seen, the ones uh-huh. that you buy at the store, there's holes cut in it, and then there's a second, almost like a floor piece. Uh, like yeah, that's true. It
3: hey,
0: exactly, yeah. That's that's yeah. our plan is to is to do it that way because the, the bottom piece, Uh, Will be of a different material that's a little, a little stiffer than the foam. Yep. yep. So that way, it's got some structure to it, and it doesn't. You know, you don't go to lift it out, and it flops over, and all your dudes fall on the floor.
1: Excellent. All right, so there's a video right there, guys. Ding.
0: Just like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Soon. Soon. Uh,
1: Sooner than later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotta to, got to finish. No, nope, like, go like like Chris said though, gotta gotta finish building it out. Otherwise, uh, you know, the house smells really, really bad, and you know, uh, yes. Lord knows the health effects from all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> sure, it, none of them are good.
1: How can it smell bad? Mm. All right, cool. We'll be definitely looking oh. for that.
0: All right. So, uh, we ready for some news? Yes. Hit it. All right. So, uh, I got a little bit. I didn't, I didn't go super, super deep for this first one back, but there are some things that, uh, caught my eye and that I wanted to make a mention of. So, uh, uh, where we want to start here? Uh, the, uh,
3: uh
0: hold on. My computers. Come on. Come back. Computer went to sleep. Hold on one second. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh well, that's not the one I wanted. Oh, there we go. All right. Uh so the first thing I want to talk about was uh flames of war. Okay. As, uh Bulge American Forces on the Western Front. New book. Uh that's out. Uh and this uh specifically is uh looking at uh September of nineteen forty four. You know, the Allies have gone across France. Patent Third Army poised to strike into Germany itself. Fourth Armored Division's in the lead. Uh, you know, Hitler's uh, new Panzer Brigades were diverted to meet the Americans in Lorraine.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so, uh, you know, it's, the setting is uh, uh, early December 1944. It kind of seemed unlikely that they're going to attack. Uh, and then uh, in the uh, middle uh, of December, uh, the uh, Sixth Pan- Panzer Army uh, smashed into uh, the lines at uh, Ardennes. So uh, that's kind of the, uh, the focus of, of the book. You know, uh, they talk about uh, uh, Bastogne uh, as well, where uh, you know we know the 101st was located, uh, and then uh, the siege being broken by the arrival of the Fourth Armored Division. So uh, folks that are interested in that. Uh, you can go to uh the flames of war page itself flamesofwar.com and uh just click on uh Bulge american and mm-hmm. uh see more about that book and they are doing their uh launch party for this uh this weekend actually so i think it's hold on pull it up it is actually tomorrow uh november 7th uh and uh, they're going to do a live launch uh, and they're going to have a battle report, a hobby hangout, Q&A with the studio. Uh, they've got a Twitch channel going. If you go to their uh, webpage, you can find uh, all that information uh, for the link to Twitch and whatnot. But the uh, uh, the live launch will start tomorrow, November 7th. Uh, it is, let's see what time's here, uh, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. GMT for the Brits and 4 a.m. for our friends in New Zealand. So sorry, Kiwis, you got to get up really early if you want to participate in that. Uh, Although the live battle report uh, uh, starts four hours later. So, uh, you know, uh, noon Pacific time, 7 p.m. GMT and 8 a.m. New Zealand time. So that that one might be a little easier to make. Gotcha. Uh, they also uh for that their little hobby hangout thing there's a uh, a link that you can submit questions to so if you're interested in doing that, by all means, please hit them up right uh, They also have a whole line of uh, of products uh that would go along with that and, and that that's as far as I can tell, that's all existing stuff i don't think they've released anything new in particular with this, but you know if that's your, if that's your jam, go to Flames of War and check them out.
3: Uh, duh, 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 duh. uh,
0: so, uh, black powder, red earth. If you're familiar with the graphic novels,
3: yes, uh,
0: has created a 28 millimeter game. Yes, they have. So, and, uh, the core rule book has dropped. Yeah. I saw uh, that. if you were, uh, if you're on, uh, their Patreon, uh, you've already had access to it for like a week. Uh, but the paperback version is now available on Amazon itself. So you can go to Amazon, type in Black Powder Red Earth, uh, and then uh, you got to find the core rulebook because all their graphic novels and stuff are available on there as well. So you want to make sure that you're looking for uh, uh, the Black Powder Red Earth 28mm Core Rulebook, uh, mm-hmm. Unforgiving Close Combat in a Failed State of War. And uh, I'm very interested in, uh, in getting that. That looks like it's going to be something that's super cool, and they are, they intend to flesh this out uh, to be a the total package with uh, miniatures, game tokens, and a book uh, within the next year. They they said it's coming in November twenty two. But speaking of miniatures, Specter Miniatures already has a range of uh, black powder, redder. Yes, It's uh, got their uh, fire team member guys. But I imagine that they will be uh, probably expanding that. I don't know if that uh, uh, if Black Powder Red Earth, uh, you know, John Chang, the, the author there, if he is working with Spectre to do the miniatures for the game or how that's going to work. So to be determined there. But you can uh, there's already some dedicated dudes for it that you can use. So that looks super exciting. And I believe our friend uh, Chris Long already has a copy of, of the rules. So. Maybe we can get him to share a little something on that. Yeah, there you go. And then uh a couple of Kickstarters I wanted to talk about. Uh Delta One Zero, which is uh a game that uh that I got last year. Uh-huh. Uh Operation Black Winter was the uh uh box set. Uh, they have a uh a follow-up set coming out on Kickstarter. And uh this looks pretty interesting. It is I am just happy clicking all over the place Hold on. There we go. Uh so uh they say highly detailed modern miniatures to reinforce the factions of Delta 110 Black Winter starter set. Uh but the uh Operation Frostbite here will uh uh expand uh your factions so you know you'll have more uh some more eastern Bloc guys as well as uh the uh, uh United Kingdom peacekeepers. And do, 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 do. I'm trying to pull up the pledge levels here. Ah, here we go. All right. So uh, Operation Frostbite itself, uh, which includes the uh, expansion packs for uh, the UK and uh, the, the Russian dudes, is 79 bucks. So that's, uh, that's not too bad. You get a bunch of figures there. Uh, if you are looking for an all-in and you didn't have the original box set and you wanted to do that... Uh, 210 bucks so you get the uh the original box set plus the expansion and then they've got a whole bunch of uh stretch goals they're adding spets not dudes uh, a bunch of them uh they uh there's a set of night fighting rules so you could uh, uh now uh conduct all your operations at dark using rules they've got some upgraded cards uh, uh for the uh for the figures as well as command order cards and uh, some fog of war type rules, and then uh, a bunch of add-ons, which are primarily the ability to buy the individual teams that uh, are being produced, whether they're from the first set or the second
3: uh, set. There's some pretty cool cool miniatures.
0: They they did a good job on them. I I enjoy them. So something to look at there. Uh, it's a uh, it's a fairly light game. It's not uh not real crunchy. So it's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh I encourage y'all to take a look at it if uh that sounds like it might be your jam. Uh
3: what else we got on
0: here? Uh oh another Kickstarter that I ran across. Uh, uh Battleground nineteen eighty three, the Warsaw Pact Uh these are uh STL files that are available via Kickstarter, but it's uh they're designed to be ten and fifteen millimeter nineteen eighties cold wall cord old war infantry uh stl files so 3d printable uh uh, they've got uh uh, all sorts of uh, blender files in there to uh uh, export and you can print them out uh it looks like you can scale those up to 28 uh millimeter pretty well also so if uh you're playing at that scale i think that uh you're probably still good but that's uh that Kickstarter is live uh, as we speak now, uh, and they have. So,
3: so is
2: it just the infantry, or were you about to answer this question? I'm sorry. Does it include any of the
0: transport? BMDs? I'm sorry, BMPs, PTRs, things like that. It is, it is uh, infantry only. Okay. Um. That what what I was about to say is, if you're interested, and you go to uh uh the, 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 what's the actual file name. Uh, kickstarter.com projects: age of ad admirals battleground 1983 the warsaw pack um they uh they also have free sample miniatures so you can you can download a, a little little team of uh of dudes and uh it looks like you've got a a guy with a, a like a bazooka rocket launcher or some sort uh a dude with the with the rifle that's in the process of throwing a grenade and then uh another guy that's either, it looks like he's wounded. I was going to say on the prom, but he's on his side. So it looks like a, a wounded token.
3: <clears throat>
0: so, uh, uh, but it's a whole assortment of, uh, of dudes. And let's see here. Uh, they don't have all these, all these dudes names. So I'm trying to figure out that there's a boatload load of them. Uh, and so they've got the uh, Soviet uh, Motor Streak, streaky uh company STLs. Uh and and they're already set up uh in like I said in ten or fifteen millimeter, but can be scaled up. Uh and it looks like most of these dudes are Soviet. I'm trying to see if there's anything I'm scrolling through all these dudes. Uh yeah, I think these are all Soviet. Question Martin. Oh nope. Uh, they also have some Germans, 1983 Germans, uh, World War II. Uh, so you got some Germans and you got some uh, some Soviets in here. But there's they're collectively between the two. Uh, it's probably a hundred models. Mm. So if those fit your games, by all means, go get in there and check it out. Uh, you'll need a 3D printer or access to someone that can 3D print for you because uh, it's just the files. It's not uh, actual miniatures. And then my final, uh, final note, uh, we've talked about it before, but I'm going to say it again because I'm a fan. Uh, Battlespace uh, by Robert Salters and salt Games uh, is uh, working with uh, Modivius Games, and they are putting together a deluxe box set. And we hope that uh, that's going to be out shortly after the new year. So news to follow on that whenever that release comes. Uh, I am sure I will make mention of it. I'm super excited about it. I enjoy the game. It's a modern uh, solo game. Again, not real crunchy. So it's right in, in my wheelhouse. Uh, so uh, you can uh, see more about that either by uh, going to uh, Table Salt uh, Games or Modiphius has uh uh, some information about it on their web page and social media as well. All
3: right. So
0: that's what I have for the news today, gentlemen. Perfect. Sounds awesome.
1: Okay. Future state of said podcast. We've already talked about programming and that eventually there will be a membership, um, section. Um, what do you guys think? We're going to spitball a little bit. Um, Starting in 2022, I can't believe it's already 2022. Good God. Uh, What do you guys think about having, like, picking some, we may have mentioned this before, I can't remember, Um, picking some major battle event in warfare history that happened each month. And so I'm going to just throw it out there because a shocker. January is the the Battle of Islain Wanda and uh, Rorke's Drift. So do we pick some major event, and in January we game that, talk about rule sets, miniatures, whatever? Um, What do you guys think?
0: So two things on that. One, I love the idea. Uh, Two, do you mean we got to put together that entire set? We haven't even started on that yet. I'm just
1: just literally saying, it doesn't, you know, I'm just using Works, Drift, uh, or Islay, and Wanda as... An example: it could be a battle of Midway, it could be the Bulge, you know, whatever, some major warfare event, historical event that happened that month, you know, within the right. time frame of the world, um, you know, and just kind of, you know, work through that, um, you know, Jim's got You're, the d- digital you, aspects, you know, we got the physical aspects, whatever the case may be, you, it kind of gives us a really, sense of direction. You re-
0: because you really want to play Rourke's Drift. I, I know, do. You? Tell the truth. Uh, I,
1: <laughs> look, it's been almost two years I since say, I was in I'll, Ireland. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll,
2: see, I'll see your idea, and I'll Uh-oh. raise you
0: one. <laughs> oh, here we go. Go for it.
2: December's coming up, and we never did do that Hawkdown on Ryan battle group game. Hawk on Ryan being
0: the Battle Ooh, of the Bulge. Yeah. In yeah. December. Yeah. Yeah. I might have just mentioned a little something about that in the news. There you go. Right. almost um again,
2: almost every we in some ways we've we haven't had the whole team focused on it, but in some ways we've been doing this. Um almost every at least last year, maybe the last two years, um, right about Christmas time we've had for our Sid rep Christmas special, we've had the Battle of Trenton.
3: Mm-hmm um, yep
2: you know, famously 26 twenty sixth December uh seventeen seventy six. So that's always an option, too. Yeah. The miracle of Christmas.
3: Now it is a battle of truth to be like, you take it. No, you take it.
1: <laughs> right. Wait a minute, Jim. Aren't you originally from New Jersey?
0: Yes, I am. But <laughs> don't hold that against me. <laughs> That's why he said, no, you take it. <laughs> I live in Florida most of my life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you guys say? Say
2: that uh, when, when The Sopranos comes on, I fast forward through the opening credits because uh, <laughs> my, literally some of those streets I recognize. Okay, like, click, 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 click.
1: So, I mean, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, I don't know if Jim, you want to put a list together of you know you're our historical guy and saying, <laughs> hey, this month this would be a good subject, you know, something that w- it's not too meaty, but you know, something that we can cover, you know, from different aspects. Yeah, we
2: probably come up with about like thirty six ideas. Yeah. And, uh, like three ideas for each month, and then you guys could pick which one you wanted to do.
0: Okay, oh, come on. Since when is war meaty? <laughs> yeah. it's, all, it's all lighthearted, hearted right? Cake. Right. Do whatever you want. <laughs>
2: you do like some some less uh, uh, some some less some some lesser-known stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, December, Voktam Rhein and uh, Trenton, right off the bat, January, you've got, or Battle of Moscow, if you wanted to go, Battle of Moscow will be the 80th anniversary. Um, That's always fun. Um, I've done that in in miniature before. Uh, The problem is the tables, snow tables are kind of a pain to build. And clean up afterwards especially the way i do them
1: well only if you live Uh, in florida i do it the
2: cheap way i put some i put some white card down i put my train on there and then i just dump a bunch of baking soda baking soda or baking powder flour i just dump flour everywhere and my girlfriend hates me (laughs) um but it does yeah
0: hey we
3: (laughs) We can go old school and just play outside exactly
0: that's
1: what i was gonna say out here we can just do it outside in the real deal (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds pleasant. Yeah. I'm I'm sick that week, just so you know. I hope all that melt water doesn't mess up your miniatures. Better have a good coat of varnish on them. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, so why don't we look at putting a calendar together for 2022? Uh, Jim, like you said, if you want to come up with different options, you know, we'll like choose three and then we pick one and then we'll put out the calendar for people, so they can go. Ooh, that that's something in my wheelhouse for that month, you know. And then we can kind of figure out, you know, how those. You know, we have those theme months, and we still haven't forgotten about Butter Bar to Four Stars. Um, we haven't forgotten about it yet. You know, we, we need to start uh, honing that in too. So, um, but yeah, I, I I would really like to see some direction, you know, in our in our projects. Um, so, and, the, well, I, and I go ahead.
0: Uh, uh, I was yeah. gonna say I, I think that uh you know uh, the you know uh focusing on a battle uh a month for you know something historically that happened in that month could also lend itself to some of our community feedback where we could uh talk about the rule set that we would use for that game. Right. So kinda kinda get a twofer out of that. Exactly.
1: Well yeah, it'd be you know, what rule set would you use? Review it, miniatures or you know, board game based or you know, electronic version virtual whatever the case may be, you know, you could have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, yeah. You know, we could have one... The games
2: that we've been playing on Sunday, we do go into the rules quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, maybe they're asking for different rule sets?
1: I think or... so. I think, you know, just like, you know, Spectre rules, uh, uh, Ultra Combat, um, Force on Force. You know, I think they're... All looking... right, so are
2: you guys going to be filming those games? Because I can't do those games.
1: Yeah, those those we can do. You know, the, the yeah. stuff that actual physical rule books, because... I I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I probably have them all. um, Because you're a hoarder. Uh, Shut up. I'm not a hoarder. I'm a collector.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) He's a hoarder that paid a lot for his stuff then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain couple words I'd like to express to you, but this is a family show. (laughs)
3: Yeah, to bring it back on track, if we do Battle of Trenton, though, I do say that uh, Jim needs to go back to his uh, original uh, accent.
1: I don't know. You spent most of your life ironically, in Florida, though. Do you really have an accent?
2: Lot... I don't, honestly, I don't think there were too many New Jersey troops in the Battle of Trenton, ironically. Oh, in mostly fact... uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut. But yeah.
0: uh... I'm talking about you. Oh, I know, I know. Um... <laughs> but was there a Jersey accent back then? They were all British.
2: Yeah, and again, I hey. think th- there were a lot of loyalists
0: in New Jersey as
2: well. So again, don't, don't steal my fun. I want to hear. It. <laughs>
0: that,
3: that's it. That's you know. I'll
2: do my best, Tony Soprano. How about that?
3: There you go, because you know, if I, uh No, I'm not gonna say it because i upset people from New Jersey. I was gonna say, you know.
0: So now you're gonna say it. Okay.
3: I'm gonna say it. <laughs> New Jersey accent, but knowledgeable.
0: Whoa! Whoa!
3: Knowledgeable.
2: <laughs> Uh, you're, say, you're saying you're saying um, uh, James Gandolfini didn't do a correct New Jersey accent. He did a Tony Soprano accent. Let's be honest. He, he did a great accent. I'm
3: just saying, knowledgeable about history and stuff like that. Oh god. Uh, um.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, like to Marty's point, I don't know what the New Jersey accent even was back in those days.
0: Goodness. Hey, so that means we can make it whatever we wanted, right? Because there's nobody from back then that's got tell all different. Yeah.
3: This
0: is true. Now, Marty
3: and I have both been to uh, Fort Dix a number of times, and I can tell you the people that we dealt with there not knowledgeable at all.
0: Uh, flag on the play. They were all Army people. Well, most of them. So. But
3: they, were they knowledgeable? Well,
0: no, but they weren't necessarily New Jersey people either, though. They were just stationed there because. I was gonna
2: say, as far as far as you know, American citizens knowing their own. Sorry, their own fucking history. Uh, that's not a New Jersey thing, that's an American thing. That's right. Something that embarrasses me every time I talk to somebody
3: from the UK. Oh, I'm not and I'm not just talking about history. I'm talking about they're just not knowledgeable. Oh in <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah, there were some interesting times there. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: But yeah. Uh I like that idea. I think that's uh that'd be good. We can kind of take a look at the calendar, see what uh what interests us, what's uh what's feasible and doable obviously. I mean you know. Yeah, we, th- we can spread it
2: out. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can come up with a list. Cool. And uh I'll spread it out across different uh uh different uh different periods. Um so it's not all, you know, World War Two, it's not all modern. Um but yeah, there's there, there are some choices. I mean Trust me.
0: Yeah.
2: Especially once you – we've already – we talked about this in the past, especially once you get into the summer months.
3: Yeah, You have like ten season. times
2: more options. But even yeah. in January, I mean, Battle of Calpins, Battle of Princeton, that's just two in the American Revolution. This one dollar we already talked about, work strip, Um, the close of Stalingrad. Um, yeah, trust me. There, there's plenty. Absolutely plenty. Yeah, yeah hey, there's
0: Jim, no question. there's no shortage of source material. Mm-hmm. Jim, I have a What's question
1: up? for you the rifles that were used in the uh, war of independence the american revolution those were flintlock not percussion right uh
2: in the american war in the american revolution war of independence yeah yeah. Okay. yeah those are definitely still all flintlocks they weren't all rifles by any stretch of the imagination right yeah um there were really only three rifles being used there were the american rifles and i'm they're basically civilian weapons, so, like, no two rifles were the same. Sure. God knows, like, you beat them yourself in your barn. So, the basic Kentucky slash Tennessee slash Pennsylvania rifle, yeah, we get it. The, the Patriot Widowmaker. Um, <laughs> you got the Hessians, who did have Jaeger, brigade, or Jaeger companies, which sort of had, like, a short carbine that was technically rifled. And then, technically, you had the uh, the Ferguson rifle, Um if I'm saying that correctly, hopefully I didn't just totally botch that name. Um, this was the eventual commander at, uh, Kings mountain.
1: Okay. was,
2: uh, the guy, the guy who, uh, yeah, he, he was sharps rifles 40 years before sharps rifles. And he's also the guy who supposedly had George Washington in his sights and by all rights could have killed him and basically said, I just don't feel like it. That's not what gentlemen do. um, Battle of Brandywine, 11 September 1777. Um, if he had pulled that trigger, we'd have somebody else on our on our $1 bill. Um, yeah, but even then, his Ferguson's rifles, I'm, again, I'm hoping I'm getting that name right. I'm going to go ahead and Google that make sure I'm not totally botching that. Um, just to kind of check up behind myself. Um, yeah, those are really the only rifles that you have in the American Revolution, but they were all flintlocks as far as the firing mechanism goes.
1: I'm looking at ordering a rifle kit.
2: Yeah, Ferguson rifle. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Whew. I had the spelling wrong, but I pronounced it correctly. So you guys, because
3: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. there's a famous British general at Ford at that fought at uh, Saratoga, mm-hmm. uh, Fraser. And I always get Fraser and Ferguson mixed up, so I say Fraser's rifles and uh, Corps Commander Ferguson, and that's obviously switched yeah. back to front. Yeah. So I just wanted to quickly check that, make sure I didn't make a jackass of myself here on.
1: So, I, I if we do, like, Trenton or something, I think I'm going to order a flintlock rifle kit, and we can do a video thing on what it actually looks like to shoot one as we build it as part of our yeah. content. But, anyways, yeah, I think it would be a good idea to, you know, each month have a, a kind of a event that we center around, because um, that would give us direction for, you know, what we do, um, and I think that would be awesome, so... Because I I do enjoy like you know Jim and I we did Kings Mountain we did the Battle of Kings Mountain um, you know yep. because I actually visited the real battlefield and I was quite impressed um, at what it really looked like versus what you see in a book or you know hear about so um, it was very humbling to be yeah honest with you. Uh,
2: especially for the American Revolution we don't have many of those battlefields left yeah um, I think the battlefield at White Plains is a strip mall now. Uh, you know, Trenton is probably a Costco. Um, you know, no, seriously, I mean, yeah. these towns were so small back in those days. Trenton was like literally like 40 buildings, and uh, the battlefield took place right down the throat of King and Queen Street, and then the city has grown around that. And they didn't, you know, I mean, it's the, the actual battlefield of Trenton is under probably 20 feet of asphalt at this point, so you know they just just couldn't save it but Saratoga's still there, uh Kings Mountain is still there. Um Ariskeny's not really there. Um the 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 ground and terrain is still there but most of the trees have been cleared yeah. for um you know for farmland. So if you go down that road where Herkimer was ambushed, you're like how dumb or blind was Herkimer to be ambushed here in the middle of this, you know, 15 acres of open field? Well, at the time it was like almost Mekong Delta level forest you know, closing around both sides of those fields. So the battlefields, even if they're still there, don't look the same. So if you can go to a place like, you know, Saratoga, uh, the town of Saratoga no longer exists. You have to go to Saratoga Springs, which technically isn't in the same place. Um, but even then, the battlefield's a little bit to the north. Or if you can go to Kings Mountain, definitely put it on your bucket list because uh, there aren't many of them left, and uh, it seems like, we lo- like we're losing more all the time because we have to build another Walmart because America. Um, to say nothing of civil war battlefields, I think civil war battlefields have a little bit more protection. Um, but our American revolutionary war battlefields, there are, they are few and far between. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you got to visit Kings mountain is definitely awesome.
1: Yeah, I was, and they have a really nice museum there and everything. So it's, it's really humbling and awesome. Um, very cool. Um, so yeah. Um, you know, cause I, I see this being well-rounded, you know, cause I'll be honest with you. I'm a little jealous. Have you guys seen Little Wars TV's most recent announcement? They're going to NAM, right? They're doing the Magcom yeah. Delta, right? I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So they have a yep. nice looking table yep. and, and they do good quality work. And, uh, you know, I don't want, I'm not trying to say that we want to be Little Wars TV because that's definitely not us. You I know, mean, well, First of all, I don't think we take ourselves that seriously outside of gym. Um, you know, um, you know, Jim takes a lot of pride and hard work in his work, and rightfully so. And then, you know, you have us. So I'm sorry, yeah. Jim. We're bringing you down. I'm really we, sorry.
0: We, 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 I don't, we don't, don't, don't
2: know if don't World War a... takes themselves seriously enough. Yeah. I mean, I remember the one – I remember the one – I think they did on the Spanish Armada. They started off with, like, two guys floating around in a pool. <laughs> um not Spanish Armada. Um, one of the naval battles of the uh, Spanish-American War, it was either Santiago Bay or Manila Bay. Um, I mean, they have some fun with it. And then, I don't know. Yeah, and then well, it was the one that they did in Iraq where suddenly the Marine Corps were flying around the Blackhawks. And then they had veterans there playing the game, which is always great, but then they brought up that same tired question that everyone ponies around the block at least once every six months. You know, how soon is too soon? And,
0: yeah.
2: you know, do veterans not like playing war games? Well, we got a whole group of friggin' veterans here, but uh, that's just one of those things that, that gets you some views. You yeah. know, you have to to put that question on the leash and walk around the block at least once every year or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I've met them at uh, Historicon. Uh, yeah, I mean, their Gettysburg table was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool.
2: I believe that was Alter of Freedom. I might have the system wrong. Um, but yeah, their systems, their table was great for sure. Awesome.
0: Yeah, well, they, so- they also have the advantage of having a uh, dedicated building for their club. Right. That they're able to do all this stuff at where, you know, Essentially, we we do this out of our homes, and you know, you're not putting a huge table in my loft because <laughs> it's not that big.
2: Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm holding it together down here with uh, a dining room table and an iPhone. I mean,
1: uh, <laughs> I I could do a dedicated club space. Just saying, good. I have the space. I have the building. I could build another building if we really wanted to. We you know we were talking about building a pub, anyways.
0: Ooh, well I I I think we hit the perfect combo right there.
1: The wargaming pub.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Sweet.
1: Would you guys okay. out there attend if it was a wargaming pub? I think I would.
0: Well, what I want to know is uh can we still build the uh G scale train there we that go. goes I knew up you were going to bring, bring that up. <laughs>
1: Every time we talk about it, the things. only
2: expensive part about opening a pub is the actual liquor license. But right? uh, other than that, I don't know what liquor licenses are like up there. But down here, that's going to set you back a lot. You know,
1: to be honest yeah. with you, Jim, I've been seriously thinking about opening a pub. I, I mean, seriously, not just for sake of conversation, because I'm, I'm really getting tired of being in medicine, you know, in health uh, healthcare it's just wearing you down and i'm like i want to do something where i know i'm not going to make a ton of money let's be honest you know unless you have some great franchise opportunity um but I, something that you know if i had a good pub not a bar a pub where people come and they and socialize and a wargaming pub would be awesome or at least like a couple nights a week it would be wargaming night or whatever uh that that's actually a grand idea but yeah i'd like to so have-
0: yes yeah, start a wargaming club at the pub. That, uh, that Yeah, that goes with the, the pub. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. And you know how veterans are so opposed to drinking.
0: Exactly.
1: And I already have the name oh, yeah. for the pub. I, I think I told you guys this Saturday night. Sir Robert Peels would be the name of the pub.
0: Yep. All right. No broken windows.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I mean, so many grand ideas and, Too many ideas and not enough time or money, but uh, yeah, I like the theme uh, monthly thing. We you know so uh, we can work on a list. We'll start putting that out there so you guys out there in the audience would be able to see what's coming in the month of what. Um, So yeah, I mean, like Rourke's drift is always a good one, or Isla and Juana. So
2: yeah, I mean, are you guys going to be able to build these tables? I already have the the Rourke's drift
1: set. We already have the Rourke's drift set. Uh, Isla and Juana did i back i swear i backed something that was in like 6 mil or something or i we could do it if we wanted to do island wanna i would for this month because we're already in oh, god forbid the beginning of november uh yeah. you know if you feel that rock's drift is the way to go jim then we would do i have a board game of rock's drift go figure and island wanna and i also have the warlord 28mm version of Rorke's drift the the full set so we could do a train build on the Rorksdrift Drift set. We got the board game, and I'm assuming Jim, you would have something, you know, either uh, like an op center or a, a, a valor and victory set or a Panzer, whatever. You know, obviously the virtual yep. side. Um,
2: I mean, we could try it, but it sounds like from the feedback, people are getting tired of my content. I, I don't I so think they're getting tired. We got to get we got to get some more stuff from up there in Chicago. Yep. No, I agree. So I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that this new Sunday format's going to work out.
1: Yep. So um, we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, we'll come up with calendar. You guys out there, let us know if you have ideas or, or things like that. Also, again, we have a Discord channel. We have our uh, Facebook page. We have a YouTube channel. We have our website. And you're welcome to post things on the website in the blog pages. If you have a project you're working on, if you have a, a miniature or a model you want to show off, Uh, you'll be able to do it there and eventually I'll build another page and that will be the members page or, you know, the contest page each monthly, whatever, you know, we come up with. Um, so, uh, look for that in the new year. Um, I think the rest of this year is just going to be honing out some plans for 2022, you know, so we can hit the ground running. Um, I would like to start, uh, recording some stuff. So we have stuff in the can that we can just pump out and, you know, and be a few weeks ahead of things. So
0: yeah, we're 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 also uh, looking forward to Savage Frontiers uh, yeah. coming out in January. Hopefully. And we'll need a a winter table build yep. for that. Yeah. Any
2: suggestions from the team for more movie reviews? Oh, I loved your and movie what
3: every, review. What did everyone think of that Battle of Britain I, movie? Review? I liked I was it.
2: Say I, I liked it. Yeah,
1: Jim, I have another couple for you. Uh, I think you should right. do a Bridge Too Far.
2: Okay, I, I, that's that's definitely yeah. Because we're we're trying to start at least at first with some positive ones. Yeah, I know negative ones get more views because everyone likes to see people bitch and cry and whine and complain. And, <laughs> um, but uh, just before we really start making uh, more enemies, uh, I wanted to uh, do at least some positive ones. Trust yeah. me, there are plenty of bad ones that we
3: could. Uh,
0: <laughs> that we could well, do. well, well, Jim, to kind of lean into your point. You know, because one of the things that I like most about uh, the the movie review that you did is you explained how somebody could look at this and kind of use it as a reference for their gaming. You know, so so I think the positive ones that do a good job of being that reference are, are really good topics. If that makes sense? Yeah,
2: that, that's kind of the conceit because, again, we are a wargaming channel. We, we're not really – I mean, we're a history wargaming channel, but we're not a history channel. There's a, a slight difference. Sure. I wanted to make make sure that we definitely get a uh, uh, a, a wargaming angle into the movie review because, like it or not, and Oriskany definitely does not, um, when a lot of people go to start gaming in a certain uh, historical genre – or, or uh a period or a conflict the first place they go is a movie and um you know what i'm going to start turning into the skid because i'm i i can sit there and you know old man yells at cloud <laughs> um you know that's, that's not going to work stop looking at movies movies are not historical documents stop being a Thermian from galaxy quest tv is not a historical document um no but you know what but rather than that we can at least you know look at some okay look this is the kind of movie that you should be you know if you want to use it as a gaming resource or as like a beginning uh gateway into a new uh into historical gaming in general or into a new maybe uh new period here you go or if it's not such a hot movie there are still going to be some good things about it. Even really, really bad movies are going to have some positive things about it. Pay attention to A, B and C and just ignore the rest of it. You right. know, those kind of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, cause I, you know, cause that's kind of what I, I think I liked the most about uh, the movie review you did. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what he's saying here. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, like the different planes that were really there. Um, the movie, the, the movies, the planes that that movie had, were there they did a pretty good job on that it wasn't perfect but it was pretty damn good um especially considering it was you know way before cgi they can't just render a perfect me 109 or a bf 109e and um it was just okay there's a bunch of other planes you could use and this is why if you're going to play the battle of britain say in i don't know blood red skies or something you should probably have your spitfires and threes and not twos and you know uh, things like that yeah um Things that the movie, uh, that movie really paid attention. It had some awesome technical advisors. They they weren't they weren't playing around when they made that movie. They they actually they they did a pretty good job. They they took it very seriously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, some movies like that. I think first, just to make sure. that I, There uh, is
1: one movie I have to have you do, Jim. There's one. Okay. The Patriot.
2: No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you just yeah. Want gotta be up fair. <laughs> This is where you have to cut in. Okay, this is what you have to do. You have to, you have to. When, when you're posting this video or the, this podcast, right when you say that, you have to uh, cut to hard cut to Luke Skywalker clinging to the pipes at Bespin. No, I'm like, no, no. no. He
3: just, he just, Oh, uh, oh my god, the Patriot.
2: No, I will not do the you I'll do the Patriot to. like later,
0: after
3: I after yeah.
2: I
0: do like a couple good ones. Oh wait, okay, so here, here's the theory. Alright. Trust so. me. If
2: we're gonna get into the shit ones, if we're gonna start tearing stuff apart, I can do the Patriot, I can do I'm gonna say it, saving private Ryan. <gasps> oh, you thought that movie was safe?
0: I got some bad news. <laughs> Alright, so I got um, a concept for you, Jim. Alright. So so when you do the bad ones it's gotta be a drunken Jim rant. You, you, I gotta got, record
2: and run equipment, man.
0: No, <laughs> no have, have Jim do that. You know you, you, just, you just get snockered and start yelling at the screen.
3: <laughs> Let's see what happens. I bet we get a million views like that.
2: Yeah, a billion views and a couple, a couple strikes for uh, you know well, scene content and you know too much profanity and the
3: and the, the oh my god! I will send I you, you the best. Me. I'll, I'll send you Johnny in, Walker
1: Black Label, my friend.
3: There <laughs> you go. Uh,
1: yeah, I think the I don't know if anyone, good I, I,
0: and- I don't know if anyone else would find that funny, but I personally would. <laughs> the,
2: the audio track would be the, the audio track would be one twenty-eight minute long bleep. It would be a disappointing audio effort.
3: And, and to make it historical, you would have to drink something from that time period, in that location. Some hmm. good, um, some good Madeira. Some good Madeira. Yeah. yeah, there you go.
2: The American Revolution ran. The American Revolution ran
0: on Madeira. Well,
2: once you get that far south, a lot of Caribbean rum came in,
0: too. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so I was about to say, there was a lot of rum going around.
2: Right?
1: Excellent. I like it. Yeah, I think your movie reviews are good. Um, We want to see the good and the bad. So I, I think just letting you unload on the Patriot or whatever would be funny. Uh, as it'd still be educational because you know you're going to put your historical spin on it and say this is how it really was versus you know what you see yada yada yada. Um, um and as
2: far as uh uh Bridge Too Far goes, yeah. that would definitely be on the list. It might not be the very next one because I don't want to do like two World War II ones in a row. Sure. Um, but yeah, anything by Cornelius Ryan would go in there. So yeah, Bridge cool. Too Far, uh, well, The Longest Day. Um, stuff like that for sure.
1: Hey, Chris, I have an idea um, for a movie review that you and I could do.
3: Uh, well, I was thinking uh Tropic Lightning.
1: Well, no, I was thinking <laughs> I, I, I was thinking Firebirds.
3: There we go.
0: We'll
2: get my dad.
3: <laughs> oh, oh,
0: yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> firebirds. What historical move? What battle did that represent? It was <laughs> modern warfare. <laughs> modern warfare. See,
3: modern warfare. My dad, drive around and get the old me. <laughs> the on my head driving, looking through
1: the uh, Yeah, uh, it would be pretty funny getting my dad on the, and having him uh, comment on that. You know, the old grizzled uh, Army A- A- uh, war- chief warrant officer. Yeah. Uh,
0: I was going to say, I, he, he would just keep dropping one-liners every now and then about how to check.
3: <laughs> on they was.
0: That's not how they do that. Well,
2: we'd be uh, – that's a slippery slope because once we do stuff like uh, – tro- not Tropic Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. Once we do stuff like uh, Firebirds, next thing you know, it's going to be Airwolf episodes. Oh, not- <laughs> and, and once you start Airwolf episodes, now you're in the 80s. We're going to be doing Miami Vice episodes. Yes! Hey, there's a shootout right. here. It's technically <laughs> historical combat. It's modern.
0: <laughs> and, and you
3: know Bill's yeah. going want to be on scene.
0: Jim, you just, you just exposed Bill's master plan. <laughs> oh,
2: I,
3: I know. I, I, I log <laughs> on
2: to, to our Sit and Rep podcast YouTube channel. I see all the suggestions for a Miami Vice. I know what's going on. <laughs> <right.
3: I'm>
2: <laughs> Miami Vice, only
1: the greatest TV show ever on TV. I,
2: I don't disagree.
1: It was groundbreaking. It was disagree. amazing.
3: <sighs>
1: all right. Well, that's food for thought. Uh, Any last thoughts, guys, before we close out today's show? It was a great show. I appreciate everybody's energy. And uh, to all you guys out there in the audience, we appreciate you hanging with us. Um, Make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff you do to help our channel grow. Buy merch. We got some really nice uh, shirts out there and mugs. I got to go and redo some things. Like I bought the uh, four-screen pullover sweatshirt, and it has black printing. Can't even really see it real well, so I need to change that color. Up to probably gray. See, I white. have the
2: the the pub glasses and the coffee books and they're awesome.
1: Yeah, the pub glasses especially are really cool. So um a very uh get yourselves one of those guys. Um and I need to get my head out of my fourth point of contact because Jim, I still have to send you your care package. It's sitting in the box in in my uh Office, so
0: I got to get it. Somebody
2: in, in the audience, go back to our podcast and count the episodes we've mentioned that.
0: <laughs> I think I think we're up to like four yeah. or five. I, I got to say, the over under, uh, we'll draw the line at four. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. All
1: right. <laughs> I got two words for you too, Jim. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple. In <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I, I, Jim, I need your opinion on something before we close okay. out the show. Did you see the little uh news blip about the uh, British Royal Marine Commandos? Out in California, who made the Marines surrender. Yep, I did see that,
2: and I was a little heartbroken, especially when I heard where it took place. 29 fucking palms. We even had home field advantage. What happened? uh, I have no idea. I don't know the details.
3: The Prince probably got our guys fucked up (laughs) the night before. They just Um, baited baited them out with boxes of crayons. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I would say that that the British Royal Marines are an actual special forces unit. Yeah, Marines are just like, you know,
3: uh, grunt.
2: above, I won't say elite, but the average Marine like brigade or whatever is, is, you know, like top tier, but just, but at the same time, not special forces. They're elite military.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're really so good grunt. I
2: don't know what happened. I don't know the details. I don't know how big the battle was. Um, it must have been a small battle because, again, we're talking about Royal Marine Commandos. They don't really organize in really big groups. Sure, um, but, I, but I honestly don't know the details.
1: I, I can bet you, knowing the pride of the Marines, that the commandant or the battalion commander or whatever you know size force it was, that the uh, top sergeants and the COs were fuming. Fuming.
2: Oh, somebody got bent. Yeah, somebody's... Right. Somebody's doing some IPT uh, outside the <laughs> barracks for about, you know, till the end of the fiscal yeah. year. I mean, yeah. they're, <laughs> I was
0: going to say, they're still doing it. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. Roll, you know, up, belt, roll right. Make them flat.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just start pushing out. Yeah.
1: So, you know, but, uh, the Marines now have a crosshair on the Royal Commandos. You know, at the next yeah. war game, the Marines are going to be coming out just teeth gnarling and, you know, revenge bent. So.
2: Well, the Marines are going to use their one actual advantage in that we're an actual branch of the military, i.e. we organize by brigades and divisions. Yeah. So the Royal Marines might find themselves outnumbered about 1,000 to 1. <laughs> because, again, the Marines are not special forces. They yeah. are like, – like the average Royal Marine commando and the average United States Marine put them head-to-head, one-on-one. Obviously, that's like a Green Beret or Delta right. Force. It, it's a different category of uh, – of, of soldier or yeah. um, marines aren't soldiers, but you know a different category of, of combatant. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: but the idea that again, I don't know what the scale of the of the skirmish was or the exercise or whatever, but the idea that a marine unit of any kind of a uh, decent size again, I don't know if it was a squad, a company, a, a battalion, a brigade what actually, you know, what actually happened, I don't know. But I'll, the idea that a marine unit of any size could get defeated by um you know, another force is yeah. of course going to be humbling. But again, if you're going to lose to somebody, I would rather lose to other marines, especially royal marine commandos. Yeah. Cuz all kidding aside, those guys are no no freaking yeah.
0: joke. That's true. true that. That's true. Speaking so, of marines, yeah. We we almost we almost forgot to to mention this. What's uh that? so I will now. Jim to you and the entire Marine Corps happy birthday
2: oh, thank you very much I was um, at the marine birthday again
0: it's coming up it's coming Tomorrow. up yeah. yeah there there are going to be cakes cut by swords all across america tonight there you go um is it are are <clears throat> we
2: celebrating it now cuz i think the actual day is november 10th uh
0: from from what i know locally yeah. uh Most of the celebrations are going on this weekend versus uh, next weekend. Yeah,
2: because it falls in the the middle of the week,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Tun Tavern, Philadelphia, 10 November, 1775. Yep. Marine Corps is technically older than the United States.
0: But still younger than the Army.
2: (laughs)
1: Don't ask me uh,
0: how that
2: works, but uh, somehow it works. Yep.
0: Well, you know.
1: You know, there's a good uh, scenario for you, Jim. If you ever want to do, like, you know, a little valor and victory, you could do Royal Marines versus the U.S. Marines.
2: You know. um, yeah. You know? As long as I like, give the Marines like a two to one number advantage, uh, <laughs> we might actually uh, break even on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be a smart ass. A- I mean, yeah, head yeah. to head, head, yeah, head,
3: you
2: know, a- head to head one on one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I was going to put the Royal Marines up against someone in the U.S. military, I would put them up against the Green Beret, against a Delta, IV, you know, against something be. like that. Because, um, again, the, the average or a MARSOC, I don't know. Was do we know like who in the Marine Corps actually got defeated was it one of our line battalions. Uh, Obviously, I can was
1: find anything about it while we're waiting on it. But uh, let's see, Marines
2: versus—I I don't want to hold up the stream. No, no, you're, I, you're I do, yes, I have heard about it, but I, I don't know any of the details. Oh wait, Except U.S. Marine
1: Corps at... robust report that Royal Marines dominated in training exercise. Uh, yeah, but
2: who, what 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 was the Marine unit that was, the U.S. Marine unit that was actually involved?
1: I'm looking. So it was the Royal Marines Forty Commando. And uh it was Marines from 2nd Battalion, 5th and 7th Marines. Yeah, so that's yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, two seven, two five. That's that's gonna be uh Okay. That actually doesn't that actually doesn't surprise me. That actually doesn't surprise me, especially if the numbers were even close to even. And again, I don't know who was on defense, who was on offense, who was you know, any of the particulars, but um Uh, Nothing against the guys in those regiments, but those are, you know, Fleet Marine Force Marines. They're not, you know, MARSOC. They're not Special Forces. They're not Marine Recon. They're not, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're up against guys who are legit, you know, Tier 1 operators. Yeah.
1: So according to a uh, Ph.D. candidate at the Department of War Studies at King's College, These kind of garbage tabloid articles, no one surrendered in the 40 commando, was teamed with U.S. Marine units, are the kind of thing that threaten future U.S.-U.K. exercises. So it looks like somebody blew it way out of proportion and misrepresented it. So because it it was a joint training exercise. You had British, Americans, Canadians. uh, Who else was in there? Uh, Dutch, uh, UAE. So, you know.
0: Is he insinuating it was a clickbait title to an what? article? <gasps> <sighs> yes, no, the internet that never happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, Shocker. Anyway, it, it's good food for thought. Gives, you know, and that's the purpose of training exercises—to test each other out, right? So
2: no harm, no fall. Yeah, and again, given given what I don't want to say level, but you know what what tier Marines, uh, the U.S. Marines. You know, it sounds like they had there.
0: Uh huh.
2: Um, and again, I'm not saying anything about those regiments. Right. Um, it's strictly like okay, these are you know Fleet Marine Force. These are like I don't want to say normal, but like regular Marines mm-hmm. um, up against, uh, yeah, God, man, Royal Marine Commandos. Should,
3: yeah, all right, they're
2: like like right up there with SAS. They're they're really close. Royal Marine Commandos are Royal Com, Royal Marine Commandos have been kind of a specter as far as a huge warning sign to the actual U.S. Marine Corps as a branch of the U.S. military, like, be careful, this could happen to you.
0: Yeah.
2: In that they may one day come back and try to make the U.S. Marine Corps only a special forces unit and no longer a branch of the military.
1: Yeah.
2: This is why the U.S. Marine Corps, until relatively recently, has had an absolute white-knuckle death fear of creating any kind of special force unit within the U.S. Marine Corps, because mm-hmm. it's like the first step on that path. They disbanded those raider battalions, like, right in the middle of 1942. World War II was just getting started for us, and we said, you know what, we're not going to have a spell. Nope, nope, Royal Marine Raiders, or not Royal Marine, U.S. Marine Raiders, get them, get them out of here. You know, the U.S., no, they don't have them anymore. So the fact that the way that they even uh, – The fact that they even established MARSOC later on in the decades was actually a little bit of a surprise to me. Yeah. But for a while there, yeah, the Marines were absolutely deathly afraid of having any kind of special force because that's what they were afraid was going to happen. Somebody in Congress or somebody in the Navy or, I mean, who knows what was going to happen. But other than that, yeah, I mean, going up against Royal Marine Commandos, yeah, I'm actually not terribly surprised unless it was like a platoon versus a whole battalion or something like that. That would be a little embarrassing. And it's embarrassing that it took place at, at, uh, 29 palms. Come on guys. You have right. at least used the desert to dry them out a little bit. First <laughs> 29 palms. That's like 29 stumps. as they use to cause. They call it. I mean, talk about home field advantage. Right. All right, guys. Well, we're yeah. going to
1: wrap up the uh, show there. Um, a lot of food for thought, a lot of stuff to look forward to. And, uh, we're happy to be back. And, uh, like I said, tomorrow, Jim is going to be doing a little bit of live stream on some of the stuff background on how he creates, uh, some of the values and things he does for his roles. And then next weekend, um, I will be putting out a video. I will not be live streaming. Uh, we have a family event, but, um, I will have a pre recorded video going out uh on Sunday and then uh we'll be uh looking at uh future projects and um from the rest of the team and we'll go from there. So for yeah, I think
2: our, uh, our our last also episode before Veterans Day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh So
2: I mean happy I won't say happy Veterans Day, but you know, good veterans day to all you know, obviously all the veterans out there.
1: Yep. So thank you to everybody who has served. Uh where no matter what branch or country you have uh, served for and protected so uh, we appreciate everybody's sacrifice um, you know so we appreciate that and we will see you guys later so for the rest of the team this is bill for the sit rep podcast take care
0: you have been listening to the sit rep podcast we hope you have enjoyed the show Make sure you like and subscribe to all of our channels on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Remember to join us every other weekend for a new episode of the podcast. And don't forget our other programming on Wednesdays and Sundays. Thanks for listening.